Hello and welcome to the Hitbox, River Radio's Tuesday night gaming show. My name's Tom and I'm joined by both of my two co-hosts today, Gabriel and Billy. And I'm hoping that Santa Claus has gifted Gabriel a new PC or at least taken his Xbox away. <laughs> Is that true, Gabriel? He didn't, I'm afraid, Tom. Uh, he didn't. He's been a naughty boy then. <laughs> he has, yeah. But it, I mean, he did give me some very good console uh gifts which is oh, the main oh, thing did it so, go on explain explain to us what, what did you get a new game i got uh halo infinite oh, which yeah. i will be talking to you about more on the show um interesting yeah is that game of the week but it we just spoiled game of the week oh okay okay <laughs> all right billy what has, has santa been nice to you uh, yeah, it's been been absolutely lovely to me this year. I got some nice steam vouchers uh, and a lovely microphone. Oh, lovely! Yeah, it's sounding very, sounding very sweet. Yeah. Okay, so this week we're starting off with a game of the week as usual, and then we're chatting about the Steam Game of the Year Awards. So it's a special edition end of year show, and we'll be finishing off with the weekly news roundup. Okay, boys, game of the week time. Who wants to go first? I think Gabriel, you should because you've. Uh, Spoiled us this uh, yeah. this week's game of the week for you, giving it away a bit early. I have, I have. So yes, as I have said, my game of the week this week is Halo Infinite. As you may be aware, this is the latest release from the already very famous Halo series. As always, the game has a variety of modes, but for the purpose of this review, I'm going to focus on the single player campaign and the online multiplayer. In terms of the single player campaign. The game is very similar to previous games in the franchise with the same combat style, same vehicles and similar map design and aesthetic. However, this time the campaign features a live open world map, which brings about more freedom and a more realistic feel. It also puts more emphasis on using vehicles to get around the map and to use them in combat situations. To put it plainly, there's a lot to do in this game and it never seems to feel dull or boring. It doesn't quite capture the environmental variety of memorable story of the original Halo trilogy, but that being said, the game is incredibly fun, especially if you're an existing fan. A really cool thing they've added is a new grapple shot, which makes both moving around the map and combat more easy and exciting. Another great aspect of the game is Bungie's work on making boss fights more interesting. Previously, a boss fight in Halo really meant get more ammo because this guy's going to have a lot of health. Now there are interesting mechanics and AI differences when you complete boss fights. The activities you complete in the campaign range from rescuing captured teammates to taking out enemy radio towers. And there's enough variety to keep the game interesting. You can unlock different parts of the map as you progress through the campaign. One thing I will say is that I find the map's distinct locations to be lacking variety. All of the locations look very similar overall, which isn't ideal. The map aesthetic is almost like a sort of forest mountainy biome is how I would describe it. But there isn't really much variety outside of that. It's all kind of the same. The story itself is really good. 
Although the issue I have with it is that if you're a new player and this is your first Halo game, you won't really know what's going on. Equally, if you're like me and have played a lot of Halo games before, the story feels a bit washed and a bit same old, same old. One thing I really like about the game is the character upgrading. The way that you can customize your loadout is really good. This means that there's immense variety between the ways you can play based on your chosen loadout options. So that's my summary of the campaign. Now I'm going to focus on the multiplayer. There's really one thing to say about it and that it's, it's very, very, very good. The multiplayer really takes this game back to its glory days. It's exactly like playing Halo Reach, which is one of my favorite all-time games. The map design is perfect and makes a very balanced games. There are lots of fun game modes, which keeps it interesting too. But an annoying thing is that you can't search for specific modes. You have to queue for all of them. So you sort of, you search for four v, uh, versus four, and then it will just randomize what game mode you actually pay, uh, play. My pet peeve with the multiplayer is the extremely quiet footstep volume. I really like to use my ears when I play first-person shooters, but you can't really do that in this game. You've got to mostly rely on visual stimulus. Ranking up and progressing does feel like it takes a while as well, especially compared to games like Call of Duty, but that's not necessarily an issue, especially it's more that I'm making the comparison to Call of Duty that I'm really highlighting that as a flag of concern. Mm -hmm. Overall, this is a great game, not the best game ever, but it fills its purpose very nicely. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Solid. I was going to ask the main question I've got to ask. I haven't, oh, bear in mind, I haven't played this game yet. I've seen my friend play it, but what would you say, how would you compare it to, let's say, Halo Reach, for example? You know, the, the classic Halos from back in the day. Is it is it something as, as legendary as those? Or is it maybe, you know? I think... If this was new and we hadn't seen Halo Reach and other Halo games before it, this would be nothing shy of like incredible. It would be what those yeah. games are. I mean, aesthetically, it's almost identical. You really do basically feel like you're playing Halo Reach, but more up to date and with these added. So, for example, the open world on campaign, that makes a big difference. And But generally, it's it's the bottom line is it's very like playing Halo Reach or any of the Halo 3s. Uh, it's, it's almost identical just mm. with updated graphics. And the main thing, like I say, is this grapple shot, which just makes it really intuitive, the gameplay. So I have to admit, I've not, I've not really played any of the Halo games. So my, most of my experience with the Halo franchise comes through uh, the, the Red versus Blue uh, sort of TV series. Uh, one thing I distinctly remember is that recently the armor looks really awful. <laughs> have they finally changed that so it looks better? Good question. And actually, I'm afraid I'm going to have to disappoint. It's very, it's exactly the same. Master Chief's armor is exactly the same. And it's still that sort of monotone green that's quite slimy looking, which I really don't like. I think that's definitely something they should have done with this game. They should have given you, like you can customize on multiplayer, but in the campaign itself, you're quite limited to how you can personalize how the Master Chief looks. I suppose it's because it's sort of like an iconic thing at this point, because it's been going since yeah. 2000, 2001, I think, Yeah, is the first Halo game. Yeah, no, exactly. It is. Uh, they almost can't change it at this point. 
there's too many there's too many diehard fans that would throw their toys out the pram if anything were to change to Master Chief. I think that's the not not the issue with Halo because I think Halo so like it it does what it's supposed to do perfectly. Do you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's that shooter that people like you said back in 2001 yeah. have played, but every year they're just upgrading it and upgrading it and making it better and make the graphics look better and they're doing a brilliant job at that. I feel like it's not some it's not a game that's supposed to be expanded on or or twisted and turned into different you know down send it down a different alleyway in terms of first person yeah. shoot and I think it it does what it's supposed to do every year pretty well. Yeah. I mean I, I mean I suppose the question then is really because there's what like this is the sixth or seventh halo i think so sixth, how long yeah yeah so how, how long are you gonna you know play out this same storyline because it's been the same characters since the start so eventually you've got to retire them and even if you keep the same universe and so on and so forth which is it's fine you've got to bring in you know new blood eventually you've got to replace master chief it's gonna I happen agree. eventually i agree yeah it depends yeah, who's so. got the uh depends who's got the balls to do it i reckon yeah and and again like like i was saying when i was sort of doing my review the story is so washed out by now you know if you have played the campaign through all of the halos they're really just trying to twist things for the sake of it now and it's just getting to that point so i completely get this whole we should it needs to be moved in a different direction i i'm i'm 100 with that yeah brilliant so seven out of ten then Seven out of ten, to be honest, could be either an eight or a six, depending. So, like, okay. you, you know, depending on your the day and depending on whether you're a fan of Halo or not. Um, but yeah, seven. I've heard good stuff about it. I, I'm obviously, like I said, I'm not a massive Halo fan, but I've heard good things. I definitely think it's it's one for the the, the Halo, um, you know, community community, yeah. Mm, definitely like say the multiplayer is is the highlight it's it's just like playing the old halo games it's great wicked wicked all right then okay moving on i'm gonna go second if that's all right billy Uh, and i've picked a picked a game that i think's quite relatable to the uh, christmas and the christmas spirit going on at the moment Uh, and that's tabletop simulator and you'll probably think Ah. how has that how's that got anything to do with christmas but well i thought for this show i wanted to talk about a game that you know, it encompasses the idea of celebrating with your friends and family and spending quality time together. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a good a good time to shout out this game. Although I haven't actually played it this year, I played it a lot last year around the same time with some of my mates who live abroad. I know I've mentioned before that the guys we had on the show uh, the other week, I played with them. And, uh, yeah, essentially it's a, a sandbox which you can replicate board games on as long as someone spent the time creating them essentially and uh yeah so you, you can interact with all the sort all sorts of game pieces such as cards and you know like chessboard pieces and everything and you move them around wherever you want to it's nothing set in stone it is genuinely a sandbox you can do anything with it the game gives you ability to like shuffle cards and items in your hand or turn them over and flip them for example uh, as well as you have your own designated hand so to speak where you can see what's in or what you have but no one else can let's say you're playing poker and you don't want anyone else to see your your cards while well, you've got your own hand that shows you but doesn't show anyone else and i think that's great um yeah, it, it's brilliant. We we played we played a bunch of stuff. Um, trying to remember all the games. There's so so many. All, all the big board games that you can think of is on there. Monopoly, chess, 
all, all, poker, for example, like I said, all of those big ones that are on there, and you can essentially just search for whatever you want and download them. And even the even the games you may think are abstract. I know me and my me and my dad uh, play a game called Zombie Dice, and we thought it was quite quite a unique game, and it just essentially involves a bunch of dice and that's and that's it and you can actually play that as well someone's gone in and made it and, and it's perfect for it so you know it, it, it's brilliant and the only problem i have with it is that it never comes close to actually playing the board games in real life this is this is a thing and like I, I i was thought last year when i was playing these with my mates online it, it would be so much better to actually go and see them in person you know go and travel to them or them travel to us and play the board games on a table in real life and i just think that's genuinely the only the only issue with this with this game it does everything you want to and you can play pretty much any game you can think of on there and i think that's amazing but the only problem with it is that it's just not as good as the IRL version of of the board game that you're trying to play but for for what it's meant to achieve it's the best in the business i know there's other types of uh, simulator tabletop type games but i'm pretty sure this one's this one's the best one. So yeah, I, I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. I reckon it would be a ten out of ten. I was what well, I'd say I'd give a ten out of ten for the the actual board games because I love playing board games with my friends. I think it's I think it's the best. I played so many over Christmas, but yeah, eight out of ten. I reckon it's definitely something to play with with mates. Maybe you can't get around each other's houses because of COVID, or you live in different countries, or you just don't have the time or the the money to go and buy each individual uh, board game. But I think it's amazing and you definitely should try it out. So yeah, eight out of ten. Yeah, I mean I, I've got tabletops you know, I picked it up. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I, I think I picked it up uh god like two, three months ago for a, a game night on a Discord server I'm in. Oh cool, yeah. Um, I've say I, it's like it's enjoyable and it's like a good idea behind it. And you can play literally anything on there. Mm-hmm. But I think I think its main perhaps weakness is that a lot of this stuff is very unintuitive. A lot of how like the mechanics and stuff work, you have to spend a bit of time working everything out. Yes, yeah. It, it's it's des- I'm pretty sure it's designed that way just so you have the ability to do everything, but nothing's nothing's obvious. It doesn't feel fluid. You can't sit there for hours like you can with an actual board game in front of you and play. It's just all very like oh, you have to right click and then click shuffle, and it doesn't feel very fluid. Yeah, yeah. So, am I right in saying then that? It's literally you go onto this game and obviously you can pick games that other people have made. But if you really want to, you can jump on there and basically create your own version of the board game, be it yeah. aesthetically, uh, functionality, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm pretty certain. I've, I'm, I've never created a, a game for myself, but I know that you can you can yeah. go on to essentially has a marketplace and and uh and search up any game that you want and i'm pretty sure that either the the devs or the community have made them up themselves and, or coded it or or it's, designed the cards like that i'm not really too sure how to say yeah, it, but... it it's a very very moddable game so a lot of the games are in as mods that you have to download and stuff i i think you can't make games yourself within it you would have to like model and code them and then add them in as a as a mod rather than just right. being able to like find the pieces inside the game itself that but yeah, honestly, any any game you can think of that you've played, and I tried Probably this obviously with with uh, with unique games that me and my dad have played before, and it, it comes up every time. So, 
nice. It's it's wicked. It, it, it honestly is cool. It, it it does it. You know, it, anything you can think of is there, and it's just such a good replacement if you genuinely cannot get face to face with people that you want to play board yeah. games with. It, it, part of board games is being that face to face, though, and I th- I think you're right that 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 you do lose something by playing online. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not deliberate, obviously, but it is always so much better to play in person. I've seen a lot of a lot of times, especially last year. You, you you're more serious when you're playing in person and there's a a button you can press on there that flips the actual table oh. and and it, it gets to a point where you know you're playing obviously you're online on your computer you want to play a board game with your mates you don't necessarily take it as seriously as you would if you're in person so we've had a lot of time where we'd you know give up halfway through or we wouldn't sort of be too serious about it. Then someone would end up going and flipping a table and ruining it. It's <laughs> like, yeah, you definitely wouldn't do that in real life. So it's, it, yeah. you know, it gives off the, not the right aesthetic, I guess you could say in terms mm. of wanting to play board games. I know it's really hard to get across, but it, it really is perfect yeah. for it. it. It almost lacks that sort of tactile. Oh, I can feel the pieces. I can see the, yeah. like all that sort of stuff. I, I know exactly what you mean. Cause I've, I've had this exact same uh, like problem with some other games before. Like I, I play D and D, for instance, and mm. that's not the same online as it is in person either. And I yeah. can't really put into words what it's missing, but there's definitely something that's just not there. I think people at home will will understand what we're trying to get across here. It is it when you play it, you do un, you do realize it's just not the same. You know, you're not taking the pieces out of the the box, and you're not setting it all up, and you're not around the table with each other. Although it does a good job of trying to simulate that, you know, everyone's perspective is different depending on where in the, the virtual space you are. You know, it does do the job, and you can see the people's hands sort of going around to pick the cards up. But it's just not the same, and it's it's unfortunate. But that's just the way it is. It, you know, it, it does the job it's supposed to serve by giving board games and giving the ability to play board games with people abroad, for example, or who you can't actually meet up face to face with. So yeah, eight out of 10. I think that's, I think that's reasonable. Nice. Brilliant. Okay. Billy. So uh, continuing my inevitable tradition of games, neither of (laughs) nobody else has ever heard of. Yeah. uh, I decided I was going to talk about Morph Blade today. Okay. So yeah. Uh, Morph Blade is uh, a little game by a little tiny studio. I can't even remember their name, uh, but they've only put out like three games and I own all of them because they are fun little games. Um, you play as a little arrowhead looking thing on a sort of hexagon tile based map and you fight an infinite en- bunch of enemies. Uh, they're like these little bug things that you, you have to defeat. And there are six different types of tiles that you can get. There's a healing tile, uh, a teleport tile, there's like uh, an arrowhead tile that like moves you two spaces and kills whatever's in the space between the one you start on and the one you finish on. Uh, there's a hammer where you just hit something in front of you. Uh, there's an acid tile, and there is the one that I can never remember. Oh God, what is it? <laughs> oh, it's it's I can't. It's weird. I can't remember it because it's it's the actual morph blade. It's the one that uses the logo, which like oh, I see. Out, yeah, which like shoots out two blades and kills anything to the either side of the the square you move to. Um. It's, it's a really interesting little game. It, it does not ever end, and it can be very frustrating at times. Uh, but yeah, you, you basically, you, uh, you get to pick which tiles come into existence. So after each round of enemies, uh, you get to pick a tile, and sometimes they will be like, you can pick a tile here that's like a healing tile or a tile over here that's like an acid tile, and sometimes it will just give you like a, a blank choice where you can choose between all six. So 
so, so what I'm gathering, because obviously I haven't played this game or seen it, you, <laughs> you have rounds or waves of enemies coming towards you, and you've essentially got to place down these different type of tiles where you jump I, on and pick up and then use that ability that's dropped on, or do you just are they all just there and you use them to fight off these enemies? Yeah, they're, they're just there. You don't get to like drop them down. Okay. Uh, and they the enemies spawn on the board, so you don't like start at a particular position and they start at particular positions. They right. sort of randomly spawn on the board. Yeah, um, it, it's an interesting one, and you get to upgrade the tiles after every six kills on a tile. Um, it gets an upgrade, so and its upgrades depend on the neighbor tiles. So, like if you upgrade a tile um, using the healing tile that's next to it, then killing enemies using that tile will heal you. Stuff like that. Oh, okay. So it's you know it's got. An evolution to to the game style gameplay. Yeah. You know, you said it's endless. It does have that sort of upgrade yeah. type mechanic to it. Yeah, uh, the, the map isn't infinite, which is the only reason it's not like properly infinite. Infinite. Um, mm. I've never actually filled the whole map though, so I'm not, I'm not worried about that. It will take As a yet. long time. Uh, that and I'm I'm not particularly brilliant at more. <laughs> yeah, um, fair enough. But yeah, uh, and the enemies aren't always the same either because there's like. Um, there are armored enemies, which is why you have the acid tiles to strip armor off. And there are enemies that like explode and destroy whatever tile, including whatever upgrade it's got on it. Uh, and there are enemies that, like shoot at you and enemies that push you and stuff. So it, it's it's not quite uh, it's it's not very simplistic necessarily, but it is quite sort of rhythmic and interesting. You can get lost in it for a couple of hours quite easily. Yeah, right. it sounds like it sounds like a cool game to be honest. Yeah, it's, mm. it's a pretty solid game. I think I'd give it sort of a, a seven. Because it's, it's not the most entertaining or exciting game ever, but it is a good sort of time killer that I tend to boot up for like 15 minutes at a time uh, and then I die inevitably. <laughs> yeah, and then give up and, and, and leave the game and come back uh, another day. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, that's what some games are, uh, you know, designed for really, just to be played every every so often and that's, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. All right then, brilliant. That's a good set of games we had this week. Uh, and we're about to jump into the the big section, the show... Uh, what the center of the show, should I say, which is discussing the the Steam game of Game of the Year awards. So we will be back in just a moment. You've leveled up. Okay, welcome back to the Hitbox. It's Tuesday night, and we're about to talk about the Steam Game of the Year awards for 2021. And these are announced actually on January the third, so they have not been announced as of yet. Um, and so I definitely should mention that uh, as well the nominees have already been announced so there's about is there four or five for each category that we're going to list that have been that have been announced so far but we're forgetting these and doing our own choices so the ones based on the games we've played or at least appreciated this year or seen okay so we're going to start off at the bottom and work our way all the way to the game of the year the first category is uh, sit back and relax. So these, are, this is a game that we've played that you know you can just chill, relax, and play. Nothing too strenuous. You know what I'm trying to say, guys. So yeah, we'll go. In, we'll go in order like we did with the the game of the week, shall we? Do Gabriel first, me in the middle, and Billy, you finish off. Yeah, sounds good. All right then. Perfect. Gabriel. Yeah. Right. So yeah, sit back and relax. This was, I suppose, a difficult choice, but. The game that I've picked is, you know, hands down the winner. And that is Forza Horizon 5, which I I have to admit is probably, for me, going to win a lot of these awards. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to lie, but 
yeah, I mean, sit back and relax. What what better way to do it than in one of the most beautifully designed games with some of the best music on it? And just, it, you know, the gameplay is not, you don't rage at Forza, I find. Like maybe in one race you might get a little bit angry, but it's just so relaxing. It's so nice. Brilliant. Okay. I, I, think, I think for me, Forza, it, it doesn't... Uh, at least for me, I I do get a bit st- stressed with it. I think all racing games for me, I'm just a bit like, ah, you know, I want to do well, I want to get first all the time. Um, but yeah, no, genuinely, it's it's such a great game to to chillax on. Like you said, the music is is great. But my my go to, and I think this is up for debate as well. But I've said humankind. Now this is the sort of the the quote unquote Civ killer. Although I don't think it's done that. It was my game in a week a few weeks ago. And I genuinely think I could play this, you know, with my feet up on the desk, you know, with one hand on the one hand on the mouse, and I could sit there for hours playing it. And that's exactly why I chose it. It's one of those point and click games where you know a lot of thinking has to be done, bearing in mind, but you genuinely can chillax, sit back, and relax. And that's why I've chosen this one as my as my nominee. Good choice, yeah. So. <laughs> I've not been playing many 2021 games, I have to admit. But uh, one of the very few that I've interacted with at all is new Pokemon Snap. Uh, so I don't own this game myself. My sister owns it, though. And she picked it up in the summer. And I would sit next to her and would sort of play it together. because She'd obviously have the controls because it's her game. Sure. But it's something between like a puzzle game and a test of your reflexes. Um, and sort of a, a spot the difference game almost. You have to spot very tiny things if you can. But it is just... There's no pressure. There's no tension. You can always try again. There's there's no fail state to new Pokemon Snap. Mm. So it is just so very relaxing to just sort of be able to sit on the sofa and you can like you can even sort of half do something else um, and just sort of be like, oh, there's that thing. Have you spotted this thing? Uh, and then sort of try and get a, a stupid Pokemon to do something by throwing an apple at its head, which you do a lot. <laughs> it's great. It's the tranquility of them, isn't it? That I think that's the most important thing. You can just, you can go yeah. on it and just be like, cool, I'm going to spend a solid two, three hours just chilling, wasting yeah. some time yeah. playing this game. No stress, no worry about anything. There's no tension. There's no fighting. And I say, there's no, there's no fail state. You might miss something, but you can always try again. You can always come back and do it, do more. I think you've recommended a good game there. I think it definitely fits the, the, the title of of the of this one much more than than my one did for sure um but yeah okay outstanding story rich game gabriel outstanding story rich game uh i'm definitely going to give a nod here to assassin's creed valhalla which actually came out in november 2020 and therefore is invalid but i would say that's the game that I would have bracketed for this year. That's the one I've been playing the most that has yeah. an outstanding story, rich gameplay. Um, but beyond that, I'm going to actually say Halo Infinite that I've been playing recently. I think it's very expansive. Um, and yeah, just it's, you know, aesthetically amazing. Lots of story going on. And yeah, Halo Infinite. Oh, wicked, right? Brilliant. Okay. Uh, my game I played earlier this year and it's called The Medium. And this is a game by a, I think Polish developers, if I'm if I'm correct. And to summarize it, you're essentially this this well, you are the the medium, this girl that can almost switch between 
the the undead world and the in real life world and you essentially go through this very very story rich game you know uncovering tales of, of of dead people and visiting this sort of asylum hospital resort thing uh, and it's brilliant that the story is amazing it's you know you're always on the edge of your feet it's a horror game essentially but you're always you're always in a tense situation you want to know what's next the 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 ending is absolutely fantastic and it's really unique as well i think that's what's the best thing about it you almost go into a a split screen mode at some points and imagine you're trying to like get through a checkpoint almost how would i recommend it uh like almost like portal you know you've got you've got to get things from certain areas and bring it to other areas and you've you know they're like puzzle puzzle type rooms but it's all interconnected in this wonderful story and everything makes sense that's my nomination it's a good nomination yeah yeah um so as i said i've got playing many 2021 games so i'm picking a 2020 game and if you've listened to this show before it will be of no surprise to you that it's going to be hades I, I love Hades. Wow, what might see that. Yeah. You might see that one come up a couple more times. <laughs> uh, I've got it on my list as well. I've got it on my list as well, don't you worry. Uh, Hades is this beautiful roguelike game, and it has this uh, really interesting story that is at heart, it's, it's all about family mm. and how family works together and can hurt each other and protecting family. And it, it, it's... Go play it. Go play Hades. Go do it right now. <laughs> it's enough said. Enough said on that. Yeah. I can't tell you much more without um, horribly spoiling it, I'm afraid. Was it Was it nominated? It definitely wasn't nominated for one of the Game of the Years last year. Yes. I'm pretty I, sure. I Did it win it? It won a couple. I think it IGN Game of the Year, at least, because I think yeah, it's on I, the, uh, the Steam Store page. Yeah, I definitely think it was I definitely think it was up there. But yes, anyway, brilliant, brilliant suggestion. And like you said, it's definitely coming up in uh, at least our uh, yes. nominees some some other times yeah right brilliant gabriel best soundtrack and i'm imagining <laughs> i can guess which one this is going to be of course yeah forza horizon 5 easy <laughs> easiest decision of my life i mean i've mentioned it in a bit of detail when i reviewed it but yeah as a fan of drum and bass just in the drum and bass scene you've got exclusively released tracks by some of the top producers in the game that you know you can't stream them you can't stream these songs you can only get them on the game and i think that is just for me as a fan of drum bass just means this can't lose this basically (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah brilliant i'd I'd say the only thing i would say and this is throwing a spanner in the works is that technically it's not a soundtrack but well i mean it is a soundtrack (laughs) but it's not like quote unquote made for the well actually it is, it is, made, it is no, though I, yeah it i know is what made you for the mean game. it's not like a sort of original composition in the sense of like uh you know the skyrim yeah music, yeah you know but they this are this year though it is yeah yeah they are made for the for the game which is i'd say great. last 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 forza was technically not because it incorporated songs that you could get elsewhere but this year you, you're right to be honest yeah this is the first year they've done that and it's wicked yeah brilliant right this is my. This is where my Hades comes in. I'm gonna say Hades. I think the music on it is fantastic. I, I genuinely think it's amazing. Um, yeah. What more? What else can I really say? Like you said, Billy, just play it. You'll see exactly what, or hear exactly what I mean. Um, I just think uh, the game deserves so many awards, and I'm not gonna give any more to it. But this is my. This is my shout out to Hades. Absolutely brilliant. Although it isn't 2021 made. 
Uh, no, it's you know, it doesn't matter. This is our this is our yeah. award show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yes, we can, which is nice because um, Hades might also be getting my my outstanding soundtrack because it oh. is it, it's fantastic. Um, especially some of the properly original songs, like proper proper songs, not just music that's in it. But it's popular. It's popular out. The thing that's brilliant is it's actually popular outside of the game as well. People genuinely play it and then go on Spotify or YouTube and search for the soundtrack. That's yeah. how good they are. It doesn't surprise me. I actually found Hades through a song, not not actually uh, a Hades song, ironically, because uh, mm. I listen I listen to a YouTuber called Miracle of Sound who does a lot of video game based uh, right. songs. He's he's done one about Hades, and that's how I originally discovered the game. Um, but but no, it's it's got these beautiful beautiful songs. Um, minor spoilers: Orpheus and Eurydice are in it, and if you know anything about Greek myth, they're both sort of musical related uh, figures of myth and legend. And I think they do a pretty good job at, at making the soundtrack live up to that. Yes, yeah, I do think if you're if you know if you're comparing the the soundtrack for this game to what you know what gods can make, I'm pretty sure it's high <laughs> up there on the the recommendation. Yeah, it, it is beautiful. Brilliant. Right then, okay. The next award is the best game you suck at, <laughs> Gabriel. I mean, definitely. If this wasn't uh 2021 i would say rocket league uh because that's an amazing game that i've played so much this year and i'm still awful at it <laughs> um but yeah i guess probably just because i've only recently got it halo infinite i would say is it's a great game but yeah i'm still quite new to it i haven't played that much halo you know properly for quite a long time to be honest i did i wasn't really much of a fan of halo 5 so, yeah, I'd probably say Halo Infinite. Brilliant. Okay, my game isn't at all made in 2021. I don't think it's even made in 2020 either. Uh, and that's Escape from Tarkov. It's something I've been playing loads recently. And it's just such a hardcore shooter. I know I mentioned it as one of my game of the weeks a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And, and you can go back and listen to that if you want to have an in-depth explanation to what the game is. But it's genuinely the, the most complex shooter i've ever played you know you have to deal with you have to deal with sort of health hunger if you've been shot at your bones might fracture and you've got to use a fractured device to to make you safe again or you've got to sort light bleeds out heavy bleeds and you've got to carry all these things into raid with you and and do them and if you you know you can't just it's not like call of duty where you can get shot run around a bit and you will heal up again and you're absolutely fine if you get shot once or twice in the head you are you are gone for uh, if you get shot in the in the neck, something else will happen. Or if you get shot in the arm or the hand, you'll you know you'll probably get a broken arm that you need to go and need to go and sort and heal up. And I think it's just the the complexity of of it is what makes it or what makes the skill ceiling so high. And that's why I would say that I suck at it. Although I'm not terrible, like you know I I can play the game, I can get loot from it and and do well. I you know just looking at some of the YouTubers that I've seen play this game, the the skill ceiling is unbelievably high and that's why i'm going to nominate it for this one oh cool uh again mine is a 2020 game i'm sorry i've not played many 2021 games i should we'll hopefully be more on the, yeah hopefully will be more on the ball next year uh, because i, I do have <laughs> at least one that's coming out um but for best game i suck at i'm going to pick the game that has melted my brain at least three times uh it's 5d chess with multiple with multiverse time ah, yes. uh, i remember yeah. this game yeah. me too me too yes i i mentioned it a little while ago as one of my games of the week um 
it is horribly difficult to describe. So I advise you go look it up instead. Um, do be aware it will melt your brain. It is so hard to understand and I am so bad at it, but it is so much fun. Brilliant. That's enough said. It just, just watch videos on it. Well, I suggest you do listen to our, uh, our game in a week on it a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks ago, even. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think you'd agree, Billy, it's very hard to explain. Yes, it, it really is. Um, go read the reviews and go look at the pictures and that will tell you so much more than I could in this tiny <laughs> little segment of our show. Brilliant. Right. Most innovative gameplay is the next one up, Gabriel. So this one is, is again, and I, know, I, I do apologise for listing the same games every time, but it, it is definitely Halo Infinite for me, this, on the basis of, again, I've played this franchise for a really long time, but the way they've adjusted the gameplay this year to suit the map is so impressive uh i've mentioned the grapple shot it's just brilliant it works so well it's not glitchy i find like grapple shots they're the kind of things that when they're implemented into games they can be really buggy and a bit weird and a bit inconsistent but they've really nailed it and it just makes the gameplay completely different to what is on previous games so yeah halo internet right then okay my my game, and I'm almost certain it's released in 2021. If not, it's late 2020, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it is 2021. That's Knockout City. And I th- I'm i not actually too sure whether I've done a, a game in a week on this. It would have been one of the first ones. or I don't think you have. I don't, I don't remember, remember it at least. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down on the list of, of one of my game in a week to do in a few weeks' time then, because I, I played it a lot during this year. It came out on Game Pass, uh, so I got it for free. Oh, with it and yeah it's essentially you, you run around with it uh, two other people um with essentially like basketballs or, or different type of balls and you're, you're basically playing a really stylized version of dodgeball you basically just launch these balls at the enemy team and you can curve them you can spin them you can fire it slowly or do it really fast and you're you're basically the idea is to get hits on these other players uh, meanwhile they can press a button at the right time to catch it. So you've essentially just got to juke these other players out running around the map and get hits off them and try and, you know, fire it around corners so they can't see it coming or fire it slowly when they think it's going to come fast. And I think it's brilliant. It's such a good, fun, interesting game. And I don't think anything's really been done similar to it. The style's fairly unique. The whole idea of dodgeball, I think, is pretty cool. You know, you could have easily turned it into into something else, like a shooter, but it's it has its own style and feel and gameplay to it. And I think that's brilliant. And yeah, like I said, stylization, you can customize your character, everything like that. And I think it's really innovative. And I hope that they continue making new maps and, and new types of balls as well. I know you can you can pick uh, sniper balls, which go really fast, and what is that, a moon ball, which like uses anti-gravity and everything like that i think it's wicked but yeah definitely a game to try and i'll and i'll explain more probably in a few weeks when i choose this as my as my game of the week so yeah knockout city i reckon nice yeah cool so this, this one was pretty tricky for me um had this been a couple of years ago my answer would have undoubtedly been super hot which is one of my favorite games oh of all brilliant yeah and is absurdly innovative um yeah most innovative shooter of all time. <laughs> but it probably is, honestly. It probably well, is. Some some people will, uh, if I remember correctly, how that thing's supposed to go, some people will get that. Um, yeah. But no, it is 2021. So I am going to pick a game which I've at least seen bits and pieces of. Um, 
I kind of want to get it, but it's a little out of my price range right now, which is Deathloop. So Deathloop is a weird shooter. Um, It's sort of like half puzzle, half shooter, with a little bit of sort of Dark Souls invasion mechanic thrown in (laughs) for fun. You play as one of two characters, one of whom is trying to break the loop by assassinating, I think there's six, six people. Um, and one of whom is trying to stop them by killing that person over and over again until they give up and stop trying to kill all those six people. Uh, and it's it's really interesting because it's got sort of bits of Dark Souls in it, has a bits of a puzzle game because like you can do stuff. There's sort of like there's like six maps, and each of them has like different times of day. So when you go there and what you've done earlier in the day affects each other part of like that day and each other map. Um and it, it's, re- it's really interesting because it's a really unique way of applying sort of a, a time travel mechanic. Because obviously I've, I've seen like time travel games before, but I've, I don't think I've ever seen them quite done like this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually been nominated for this year, hasn't it? I'm pretty I sure it's so. on, the, I've... on the Steam page as one of the four nominations. So yeah. that's definitely I'm, I'm, a good one. I'm not sure if it's been uh, nominated for most innovative gameplay, but I'm pretty sure it's been nominated for a couple things, yeah. I can have a look right the second, actually. Uh, yeah, why most, not? Okay, most innovative innovative gameplay 12 minutes yeah no it is there it's yeah. one of the one of the five even sorry not four uh, each each um each one has a has five that have been nominated by the steam community so it's there yeah there uh, we go then looks wicked actually yeah i think i, I need to pick this one out i i really want to pick this up but it is like you know proper new triple a game so yes it comes with a mm. price tag um although of course we are still in the middle of uh the sale, the Steam sale right now. So if other people have a bit more spare cash than usual, you know, is on sale, I think. I think I'm sure going to check it out after this show. That's for sure. Yeah. Brilliant. Nice. Perfect. Good suggestion then. Okay. Which one have we got next? So we've done innovative gameplay, outstanding visual style, Gabriel. Oh, I mean, again, for me, Forza Horizon 5, I, I just on the basis of... I think it is the best looking game I've ever played and potentially ever will play. That's my my reason. Yep, it's on there as one of the five for outstanding visual style nominated by the Steam community as well. And surprisingly, well, unsurprisingly, I've gone for exactly the same game. This is my shout out to Forza 5 in my nomination. So yeah, I, I think it's really hard to pick a game that actually genuinely looks, well, more realistic than Forza 5. I think this is a game that's come so close to looking actually like real life. It's it's honestly crazy. And if you play it with a, a really good computer or seen videos online of it with the top specs, I think it's unbelievable how realistic this game looks. Mm. Yeah, cool. Uh, I've gone in a very different direction. So I recently, as part of the, the Yogscast Jingle Jam, picked up a game called Wildermyth. And Wildermyth has this beautiful sort of paper cutout 2D art style it is striking i've not actually managed to play it yet so it's not actually i've not put it up for anything else because it is a 2021 game sure but it I've, i i can see the trailers and it just looks so pretty it's stunning visually it, it it's this really nice not necessarily uh particularly realistic as i say but it is this very nicely visualized stylized form of art mm. that just looks really really nice it's just unique isn't it yeah, it, it stands out. It's because it's not a particularly realistic thing, as I say. But um, I don't necessarily think that realism is, is necessarily a goal to strive for for visual oh, games. No, not at all. Not Definitely, at all. Yeah. 
yeah. it comes in any sort of form really it's just that the, the unique stuff like borderlands for me was back in the day you know that you, you can yes. tell by looking at a screenshot of anything in that game you'll know that it's borderlands because of the style that it's in it's iconic pops yeah. out in a certain way yeah exactly yeah. exactly brilliant okay right this this one this next one is good better with friends right so this this one's very easy for me now, I know Warzone's been out for a while, but obviously the new map did get released this year. So again, I think that makes it more relevant. But yeah, Call of Duty Warzone for me. Cannot cool. stand playing it on my own, but with friends, one of the best games on, on, on console. Have you ever played it by yourself? Is it is it something that you can? Yeah. I, I've I've played it by myself multiple times, but it's I get I actually being honest, I actually get scared playing um <laughs> battle royales on my own because ev- every time I see someone I just jump and then by that point oh, the moment's yeah. kind of ruined. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know the exact although well I would say Escape from Tom <laughs> is a, a similar to Battle Royale. So I don't think it's exactly the same thing. It's not, you know, King in a Hill necessarily, mm. but you go into a map that's full of people that are trying to kill you basically. But when you play that by yourself, you are so aware of everything around you. And all of a sudden you could, you could turn around a corner and there could be a guy who just fires a massive gun into the side of your ear and yeah. scare the crap out of you. Yeah. You know, it's one of those hyper tense. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's different when you're by yourself, but when you're with yeah. friends, you know everything feels much more more calm and relaxed. Mm. Right then, my game is Back for Blood, and I did I did have this as one of my game of the weeks. You and, did, yeah. And I mentioned that it's you know it's absolutely perfect to play with mates. You, you go through the whole storyline together perfectly. You know, it, it's designed to be played with mates. You have to, you know, resurrect people and you have to go through and do certain missions in the maps or through the map, should I say, to, to complete it and to get through. And you've genuinely, the whole the whole game is styled on helping out people in certain situations, you know. You can mm-hmm. have someone with a sniper that goes and sit, sits behind everyone and while someone's, you know, planting something or defending a location, you've got to work together and, and give people ammo and everything like that. I think it's perfect and it's so much fun because I've had hours and hours and hours of playing that game with with my mates and it's, it's spot on, really. Mm. Okay, Billy. Cool. Yeah, so I went in a slightly different way uh, than, than Gary. I went more towards sort of your thing, Tom, but I went with a game that came out a couple of years ago, but it sort of blew up this year, which is Among Us. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, great yeah. choice, yeah. So Among Us, you, you can play Among Us with people online, and it's not a bad game to play with people online, but it is so much better when you know everybody there. And it's, be- it's even even better, to my opinion, if you're in the same room so you can shout at each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, a no, great it's- game. Yeah, I've I've played it with some of my uni friends back in back when I was living at university, and I uh, sat there in my in my house playing with a few of my my mates all around, um, yeah, all around with with our phones in our hands, and I was on my laptop yeah. and whatever, just playing it all together. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, knowing the people you're playing with in this game, it doesn't just give you like an advantage in the gameplay, although it does. It's the way that you can interact with people and be like. This is just like the little in-jokes you can build up and talk yeah. about that just sort of work with a social game like this make it so much better, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. For sure. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes it more funny, doesn't it? Well, especially when you're dealing with Among Us and you sort of, you know, you're accusing one of your mates falsely. It's just <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah. It just makes, it just ramps up the whole tension aspect, I think. It does, yeah. Absolutely. It's not not saying it's typing or it was blue or it was red on, on the message yeah. console yeah. when you're playing online. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Labour of love time now. And this one... Steam have genuinely let people decide on a game that hasn't actually come out in 2021. So, so it, you know, it fits more our <laughs> more our forte than it does with the. Yeah, we're just pinching most of their categories. Yeah, yeah, and but doing it just for games that have come out in the past, maybe three years, for example. <laughs> yeah, La- labor of love. Uh, Gabriel, go ahead. Yeah, so for me, I keep flickering between what I'm going to say for this, but I have actually come to a conclusion now. And I think I'm actually going to say Minecraft is my labour of love on the basis of... Oh, wow. Doesn't matter how long I spend on that game, doesn't matter how long it's been out, there'll always come a time where I'll be like, you know what, I really fancy just building something on creative or equally jumping into survival. I absolutely love it, to be honest. It was one of those games that you can play at, at any time and jump back. You know, it, it never gets necessarily boring and there's exactly. always different things to do. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Mm. So... If you don't mind me asking, what was the thing you were sort of jumping between? For What was the other option? I mean, it's a choice between that or maybe a sort of slow burn campaign like um, Red Dead 2, for example. That's definitely ah. one. And I know that's finite in the sense of you complete Red Dead 2, so you can't kind of keep keep going. But that is a real, immer- I know I've gone on about it before, but it's so immersive that it it just you can just be transported and chip away at it slowly without ever feeling like grinding. It's just so, such a beautiful game, to be honest. And and that's definitely one I would say. Brilliant. Yeah, cool. fair enough. Okay. My game is actually on the, the top five. I'm looking at it right now and I didn't even realise when typing this down, but it's Rust. And Rust is a fantastic multiplayer game, essentially where you go into a massive world where you can mine... And, and gather resources to build equipment and items and build a house that then you essentially defend uh, and use to basically gather more resources and, and, and loot other people. I think it's amazing. I'm not going to go into too much detail in it, but yeah, it's, it's a game that's come out of probably like maybe close to five years ago, maybe four. Uh, so it's definitely an old game, but the devs have constantly added new things to it. And I think that's why it fits perfectly with this. And it's come up on the on the five nominations for this. Uh, but yeah, Rust, a brilliant game. I keep coming back to it. It's very frustrating, don't get me wrong. But it's it's one of those games where you can play for, for months, stop, and then come back and play again in the future. And it just be as unique and as interesting the first time you play it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I've sort of gone in the opposite way to both of you. I've not picked an old game. I picked a game that's not actually out yet. Um, so my labor of love game is Ravenfield, which is still in early access. Uh, Ravenfield is sort of a, a bot shooter. You play against a whole bunch of ro- of you know bots on a server. There are about a hundred, like there are five or six different modes to play this on. Mm. Um, one of my favorites is is Spec Ops where you get like a team of four and you have very specific objectives rather Love than spec ops. Like just as a thing, like obviously yeah. mainly speaking from a Call of Duty perspective, but I yeah. just love that kind of, you know, game. It's, 
yeah, it, it's a lot more tactical and stealthy rather than the usual, you know, capture all the points, which the game is about. Yeah. Not that that's bad either. And it has this like almost bewildering array of like weapons and um, vehicles, considering it's made by one guy. Uh, but yeah, it's on early access update 25 now. And I think that he's planning to move on to sort of the, uh, the campaign, or not quite a campaign, but like a, a conquest mode, you know, where you play through like all the maps one after the other in mm. sort of a more tactic, more strategical version um, of the game. But yeah, it, 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 because it's this one guy doing it and because there's so much, there's so much love poured into it by the community and because it is such a good game, I think that's that's why it's my labor of love. It is amazingly detailed for one guy putting this together in, as far as I can tell, basically it's spare time because it's not like a, a hugely profitable enterprise as far as I'm aware. Is it Has it got a big following then? Uh, I don't know if it's got like a huge following. I do know it's got like a million mods of like, we're going to put this different gun into it. No, really. Uh, we're going to put this, yeah. yeah. It, but it, it's got some really nice little details like... Um, because obviously, you, as I said, there's, there's a, quite a wide range of like weapons you can pick, and you can tell like you can tell a lot of them apart entirely by the sound. And it's the little details that like that that make it so good. Brilliant, nice. good recommendation. Then, even though it yeah. hasn't come out, but that's absolutely fine. It hasn't officially come out. You can go pick it up right now in early access, but it hasn't officially come out yet. No. Yeah. So you can play it technically. Mm. Oh yeah, you can absolutely absolutely play it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Brilliant. Okay. That was all of the sort of the runner-up titles, I guess you could say. And now it's time for the game of the year. Yeah, Boys, we're, this we're, is big. we're all skipping VR game of the year because none of us play VR. True. Yeah. I, w- I would say if I had to pick one, it would be it would be Phasmophobia, but just because it's a game I've played that you can play in VR. But like I said, or like you said, Billy, sorry, you, I haven't played or we haven't played any VR games, so we can't really judge mm. um, any of the proper ones that have come out. And I'm sure there's so many good ones. Uh, that I can't wait to play when I actually buy an Oculus or whatever. It, the HTC Vive, isn't it? That's the one that's come out. Something. Uh, there's a a new Steam one, I think, coming out. Maybe there, there, there's oh, definitely cool. like a new bunch of like new generation of VR on the way. I think I may have to I- invest when these ones come out then, because it's definitely oh. something that's coming into I, fashion more. Yeah, I, I would love to own a VR set, but they're so expensive. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, but, although. Saying that the Oculus, uh, the Oculus Rift Two, is cheap enough to you know to maybe get as a Christmas present or or some or a birthday present potentially. I think it's definitely less expensive than the other ones, if I'm correct. Um, and that's genuinely a good uh, a good VR console, whatever you want to call it, headset. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Big time game of the year, Gabriel. I have a feeling we are matching, but I might be wrong. Well, yeah, easy for me. Forza Horizon 5, best game of the year, hands down. Easy as that. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. I, I, I have to say exactly the same. It's, it's one of them that's been nominated uh, on, this, on the Steam page too. It's just such a good game. Everything about it is perfect. For, for a driving simulator, it, it does everything. It's interesting, good music. Graphics are amazing. The cars, it, the multiplayer now works, although it didn't when it first released, or it didn't work well uh, to begin with. But it's all sorted out, and everyone loves it. The community thinks it's the best driving game that's ever come out, and I probably would agree. It For me, does yeah. everything that Forza Horizon Four did, but better. And I just don't think that anyone, any other car racing, you know, 
devs can actually make anything better at the moment. I really genuinely think it's it's the best thing out there and it probably will be the best thing out there probably till the next Forza Horizon comes out. Yep. So, Billy, I'm guessing you haven't picked Forza Horizon 5 as your game of the year. <laughs> no, uh, partially because I, I am not a huge fan of racing games, I have to say. Uh, in a move that might not surprise you if you've been listening to the rest of the thing that I've been saying, uh, I've picked Hades. Yeah, uh, fair. Yeah. It, it's the game I've played most this year. It, it, yep. That's got to be one of the reasons. I've put, I think I've owned this game for, I think, uh, two, three months, and I've put 50 hours into it already. Yeah. Um, it is beautiful. Uh, it, it just feels so good to play. The gameplay is so clean and smooth, and you feel this real sense of accomplishment whenever you get something done. Yeah. All the characters feel so alive. It, one of the best things about it is that after every run you make, you get to go back to the, the House of Hades where you start and you get to talk to everyone about what happened. And it's it's great. They always have something different to say. It's, it's wonderful. It's like they're, they're, they're genuinely like almost like, because they essentially are watching you in this in this game. They're watching you try and get out of the, the underworld. And it's yeah, like they're absolutely. like actually genuinely talking to you like you're a family member. I think it's, yeah. it's so unique and brilliant. There's Obviously, we can sit for hours speaking about Hades yeah. and we have have spoken about I mean, it a lot, but once again go buy hades do it right now yep buy, <laughs> buy it for your mates buy it for everyone yeah it, it, it's it's a beautiful wonderful game the combat is so slick the story is brilliant and it's just lovely i Fantastic. love this game right game of the year sorted i'm pretty sure it's fairly obvious which ones we picked or which ones we were going to pick but now everyone knows forza horizon 5 for both me and gabriel and then hades for billy brilliant okay that about wraps it up for the steam game of the year awards and we'll finish off with our news weekly roundup in just a moment you've leveled up okay welcome back everyone this is the hitbox my name's tom and i'm joined by gabriel and billy we've just finished talking about the steam game of the year awards so if you haven't if you've just joined and haven't heard that visit us on river.radio or search us up on sound uh, soundcloud spotify even <laughs> apple music apple Podcasts, yeah any other way you can get us and and go and watch this show on playback and yeah. promise we it's not it's not too surprising what we've picked, <laughs> but it's definitely worth listening to. Um, is, yeah. Email yeah. us, tell us what you tell us what you think, what you Yes. Pick. I think that's a brilliant idea, Billy. If you if you can list the the titles and the game of the year, tell us in, in your emails. Uh, and yeah, let us know and we'll talk about it next week. So moving on, however, to the last section of the show. Yes. News weekly roundup. Yes. Billy, I'll let you start this week and then we'll go to Gabriel. So coming off the Steam Game Awards, um, this is actually a story for, from Christmas, so a couple of days ago. Um, but Steam, uh, Steam Global, is no longer available in China. Um, yeah, uh, so they've restricted it, because obviously Steam has a website for every country in the bloody world, but yeah. uh, they've restricted it to just Steam China. And you, it, it's bizarre, because Steam China only has 103 games on it. That's oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, I own more than 103 games on Steam, like personally. Yeah. Um, there's a, I think there's like 110,000 games on Steam itself, but Steam China only has a tiny, tiny fraction of them. And it's just, look, China has been cracking down on like gaming and online gaming for a little while, but I honestly think this is going too far at this point. Like they've already done this like facial recognition thing. They've already, you know, banned kids from playing for more than three hours a week and all that sort of stuff. 
it's like at this point you're not even like trying to restrict the content of the games which they've already done because they've like, you know blocked China, they've blocked you know uh, Fortnite and stuff mm. but it's it's just going to kill the games industry in China and I think that's a real shame yeah there's a lot of potential to to introduce games to the Chinese you know that they'll all enjoy but it's it's a touchy subject when it comes to the the, the enforcements that comes in with the government and everything like yeah. that I mean, well, part of it is obviously because Steam China doesn't have any of the like uh, community features. So there's no workshop. There's none of the forums or the community market. And like the only games I've heard of, because I, I found a list somewhere, the only games I've heard of on like the list are CSGO and Dota 2. Like everything else is like like tiny little indie games. And it's kind of shocking. That is weird. Wow. That is weird why it's those two as well. Because I feel like, especially CSGO, it's got such an online community. That's the kind of game yeah. I would expect them not to do in China kind of thing, but or, yeah. 